welcome to Action Chapel International. We are one church in many locations worldwide. We are so excited that you took the time to join us today to feed on God's word and to enrich your spirit. We know that your life will never be the same. Now please join us for this powerful message. Still here, we give thanks. Welcome to church all across the world. We are thankful that we are still here, irrespective, against all contradiction. We are still here, and we will still be here. We'll still be in health. We'll still be in health. And we will see many, many, many years of sweet victories. We will cross many decades in good health, in good health, spiritual and body. Crossing many decades in good health, still alive with ease. If you believe it, put your hands together. Say yes. With your hands lifted up. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for once again we've come from different works of life to register our gratitude and appreciation to you for giving us the opportunity to be born and to come into this world for such a time like this. To perform a duty assigned to us to carry out in our time and generation for eternal rewards and for generations yet unborn. We pray now, blocking all resistance, blocking every distraction, interference, veils, and manipulations that prevents us from having clarity understanding of why we came why we are here for such a time like this that it is more than acquiring wealth having money living pretty is more than having access influence or power it's all about your mandate your purpose help us Lord to fulfill it in the name of Jesus we block spells fiery darts intercept every arrow block the works of the enemy among us home and abroad secure friends and loved ones and families with faith and love all across the nations as we put our hands together in the name of Jesus Amen. Please be seated. It's a blessing to have all of you here, and especially our daughter Simeon, 
back in town. Amen. It's always a blessing to have our daughters coming in and out every now and then when the opportunity is there to feed on the world and to go across the nations to impact the nations. She's been all over the place, touching lives and blessing people. And we pray for your protection, your well-being, and that you will increase, increase, and in the anointing and in the oil of God, and always have God's hands upon you. In Jesus' name, put your hands together and say amen to that for Simeon. And to Elsie and Ife and Daniel and all the others, we celebrate you. Put your hands together for them. For Ife, Elsie, Daniel, and all the others. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We've been talking about developing your spirit, or the spirit man, or the human spirit or training your spirit man, the inward man, the hidden man of the heart. And we did establish that we are spirits, we have a soul, we live in a body. And that we are more than just being human. And that God doesn't communicate or relate to our intellect our reasoning or emotions or feeling or our flesh that God communicates or relates to you and I by our spirit and it's the only channel through which he reaches you and I and we reach him and when we don't pay attention to feeding the spirit and developing or training our spirit we disengage our spirit from God and it's difficult for God to reach you and I help us speak or minister to us when we are disconnected so we need to stay connected on daily basis and by doing that I did mention some points that were necessary or principles that are required uh, for you and I to stay in tune and to be alive and to develop and train our human spirit uh, to stay connected or in touch with God. Uh, there are about six principles here, but I want to dwell on just one for today, and that is practicing the word, practicing our faith, practicing our faith. Uh, number one, realize that uh, what we say is a reflection of what we truly believe you can write that down that what you confess and what you say is a reflection of what you truly believe so whenever you speak or you hear yourself speaking what is coming out of you is a reflection of what you truly believe and your confession is an expression of your faith and of your belief and so you need to take heed to what you are saying and one of the reasons is because what you say or confess will always determine the outcome of your life in the book of numbers the 14th chapter and the 28th verse the children of israel came out of egypt about three million of them 12 were sent to the land of canaan the promised land to spy the land and bring back a word 
and two came back and said everything God said is true we are capable we are well able to take the land we are going to possess the land and they confessed the word and ten came back with an evil report and they contaminated and poisoned three million people and said you know what we were in our eyes as grasshoppers and so were we in the eyes of the giants numbers 13 33 they said we saw ourselves as grasshoppers and so we acted as grasshoppers and the giants the enemy our adversaries saw us as grasshoppers because that was the the way we saw ourselves so we acted as grasshoppers and they saw us as grasshoppers if you live by feelings if you live by sight and you live by what you hear you never survive you're never going to survive we walk by faith and not by sight we live by faith and not by reasoning or logic philosophy or feelings or by what we hear but we live by the word of god for in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and all things was made or created by the word and there was nothing that was made or created without the word and the word took flesh and dwelt among us and the bible said that all things consist by him whether they be thrones dominion principalities or powers they consist by him that he may have the preeminence over all things who is the head of all principalities and powers for he upholds the universe by the word of his power so we need to understand ladies and gentlemen that nothing works outside of the word of god the word of god is the source of everything and when we depart from the word when we don't pay attention to the word and when we don't practice the word of god we deceive ourselves and i said in the first service that there's too much compromise in christianity and that's why as much as we think we are many and we are strong we're losing grounds in so many places because of compromise i remember when i live in america every now and then i had an opportunity to be invited to the white house in different at different times to pray uh, with congress people and senators and breakfast meetings different kinds of high profile meetings and i'll be invited to pray for the christian community and we'll have um, people from the Islamic community, they will invite um, some of their leaders to come to pray. The Imam, the Imam, and then the Jewish community, a rabbi will come. And uh, the Christian leaders will be told that please uh, don't pray in the name of Jesus. We don't want you to offend anybody. But the other religions will come and they'll pray and practice their faith as they know how to they do it the same they do it the way nobody tells them anything and when it's my turn to pray i go in and i pray and i send in the name of the lord jesus christ whose i am and whom i serve amen and i don't do in the name of the father of the son of the holy ghost because jesus never said pray to the father in the name of the son and the holy spirit he didn't say that he said, baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And you can also baptize in the name of Jesus. But he said, when it comes to praying, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name. Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name. In my name. 
And sometimes I'll talk to the imams and I'll talk to the rabbis and say, do you have a problem when I pray in the name of Jesus? And they said, no, we don't have a problem. We don't have a problem. You pray in the name of Jesus. We also pray in, in our religious names. They pray their name. They, they, they are very, very passionate about their faith and, and nobody challenges that. And sometimes I realize that the people who want us to pray in the name, in, don't use the name of Jesus, are Christian leaders, Christians, compromisers. Because Jesus is in the Quran. Moses is in the Quran. Abraham is in the Quran. And Jesus is in the Hebrew scriptures. And it is for no reason Christians we compromise because we are we we, we don't mean business. We are we are a joke. I'm sorry. But it is what it is. And somebody gotta speak out that we compromise too much. We don't practice our faith. We we you come to Sunday church, it doesn't make you a, a believer. Just like you can be in a garage and sleep in a garage whole year, it doesn't make you into a car. And it's the same thing. And it's not enough to believe. You've got to practice your faith. Believing is not. A, the Bible said even demons believe and they tremble. So don't tell me I'm a believer and I believe. Believing is not enough. You've got to go beyond belief to practicing what you believe. Giving expression to believe. Giving expression to your faith. Because what you say reflects what you truly believe. And it's what you say that determines the outcome of your life. Two came back from the land of Canaan and said, we are well able to take the land. We know there are giants in the land. They are treacherous. They are strong men. Adversaries are in the land. But God on our side will take it. If God be for us, who can be against us? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. This is the victory that will overcome the world, even our faith. The ten came back and said, you know what? Forget these two guys, they're crazy, they're sick. They don't get it. Let's face reality. Ladies and gentlemen, there is only one reality, and it's the word of God. And there is only one truth, and it's the word of God. Jesus said, Father, thy word, thy word, thy word, thy word is true. Every other truth apart from the word of God is hypocrisy. There's only one truth. That's why David said, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So only one word, only one reality. So stop telling me the reality is, the reality is, the fact is, there's a difference between fact and truth. You can stumble in a situation where you got into the apartment of a friend of yours and saw them in cold blood lying down, dying, and you rush to try and rescue them. And the person who murdered them just jumped through the window. And the police just arrived and saw you on your knees, holding, pulling the gun or the knife aside, took pictures of everything. That, that is the fact that you were seen with the knife or the murder weapon and they died and they couldn't speak to tell the police what happened and the one who did it jumped and went through the window the fact is that you did it but that is not the truth the truth is someone else did it 
and you are a victim of circumstances and you are implicated i pray that in the journey of life you and your family will never be implicated that you will never be implicated in life joseph was implicated but i pray that any conspiracy and programming of men and women no matter who they are to implicate you will boomerang in the name of jesus that it will boomerang that they fall into their own pits and that yea let them be captured and taken by their own traps and by their own nets but as for you see the goodness of the lord and the vindication of the lord in the land of the living you believe that put your hands together say amen all right let's look at our key scripture let's look at proverbs 20 and 27. the proverbs. spirit of man is the candle of the lord searching all the inward parts of the belly so this is clear that god communicates to you and i by our spirit not by our soul not by our flesh not by our intellect but our spirit a few days ago i was dealing with a situation i was very very upset about something and i started making some calls and trying to deal with something and shift some situation that i didn't like and the spirit said to me I'm handling it go have your lunch and most times when I'm dealing with situation and I'm troubled about things I don't eat I just don't eat and I just stay in prayer till I have the upper hand or have the note of victory and the spirit said go have your lunch I'm dealing with it I've gone ahead I'm dealing with it I'm the man of war and I am your judge and your Lord giver and I will not let any man or woman have power over you because I chose you from your mother's womb to perform a duty and even though the spirit kept speaking and said go have your lunch I'm dealing with it I'm handling it I won't listen you know why? because I'm used to handling things on my own I'm used to managing things on my own i'm used to being in command in charge and the spirit said leave it alone go have your lunch i got you and i won't do it i was so disturbed in the natural that i was trying to fix it my own using my own mind and understanding because i didn't like the situation it didn't look good I couldn't make sense of it and I said no I gotta fix this thing a few hours later I had a call and somebody called me from outside and said Papa I'm sorry uh, but we just fixed this situation it was a mistake please don't take it personal it was a mistake it's taken care of uh, please have a good day and I was so embarrassed and ashamed of myself because the spirit has said to me I've gone ahead of you I'm handling it I'm fixing it go have your lunch but I won't I won't listen and sometimes we get used to being in charge we get used to fixing things all the time that even when the spirit says walk away go to bed go to sleep I got you I'll fix it we don't listen to our spirit why we are so used to 
things in the natural we get so distracted by everything going on around us that we don't want to leave anything alone you know I, I handed over the running of the church and everything to um, a council to manage things called the executive council for them to manage the organization and everything to free me up so I can focus on spiritual things and other things and I was talking to somebody and said after all these years you're handing over and I said yes you hand over now I'm not waiting when I'm old and gray-headed I'm handing it over now let the executive council manage everything pulling myself from everything and let them just manage it I'm not going to be in charge forever so let them handle it right now whilst I'm here so I can help them and guide them so pretty soon uh, you'll hear an official announcement but it's already done they've been meeting managing things uh, you get to know the members the executive council uh, they are managing things in charge of everything now but you know when you get too used to doing things all the time in the natural it gets to a point where you don't want to let go but you gotta let go and if we practice the word we can go to sleep and uh, it doesn't matter what a thousand shall fall on my side and ten thousand on my right hand it shall not come near me only with my eyes I will behold and see the salary the, the reward of those who devise my head I will see their end and demise it's just a matter of time for the scriptures cannot be broken we have to go to rest and believe God but we can't do that if we are not practicing the word so come with me to the book of James 1 and 22 James 1 22 but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own self he said be ye doers of the word practice the word practice your faith you know I had a meeting with some Jewish friends of mine some big boys and uh, we're supposed to meet the next day to conclude this discussion with some friends that came from outside and it was important that we do that and the Jewish guy said you know what we can't meet tomorrow is Sabbath we're not meeting tomorrow is Sabbath and no matter what was said they weren't willing to meet they said you know what if you can't wait until after Sabbath then let's forget this deal Christians we don't have a Sabbath the Christians oh yeah 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 Sunday morning we can meet at 6 or 8 o'clock first service time or let's meet 10 o'clock during the second service time we don't practice our faith we compromise we're not serious people we believe but we don't practice our belief we believe but we we don't act on the word we're not doers of our faith and our belief everything goes anything goes anything comes and anything goes you know I was told that during the time where some of the people left Syria some Muslims went to one of these uh, countries in Europe seeking for asylum and they were given asylum and then they had to let their children go to school and they said no they won't let their children attend the school where they were unless they teach Arabic and some people were saying that but you don't have a right you are here seeking asylum why now why are you asking that your children should be taught Arabic but when I heard it I said yes that's what you're talking about they are serious people that just because I'm seeking asylum doesn't mean my children shouldn't study my religion 
And that is practicing your faith. You might see it differently. But when I heard it, I laughed because I grew up with Muslims at, at war. I have a lot of them who are still friends of mine up to today. They respect my faith, I respect their faith. But we still have a relationship. We are human beings first before religion. You know, and you have to come to that place where you see human beings as human beings, irrespective of their religion. You know, but the fact of the matter is that they practice their faith, they practice their religion, we compromise. We're a bunch of people who compromise our faith. We compromise everything. Everything works, everything goes. You can't do that. If you have kids and you believe in the future, then you got to practice your faith. When people go to funeral and say, well, rest in, your, in the bosom of your master, the bosom of your Lord, rest in peace. Rest in what? Whose bosom? What kind of peace? Did you live for God? Did you practice your faith? Or you were just one who believed but did not practice your belief? Proverbs 4, 20 to 23. My son. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So there are two things here. Number one, he said, attend means pay attention act on it practice it attend to what my words what is these words we have the logos and we have the rima the logos is what is written the rima is the spoken word a specific word to a specific individual at a specific time to perform a specific duty and that comes from the holy spirit at every given time he speaks so we have the written word we must pay attention to what is written attend to what is written act on what is written yeah be a doer of what is written and then incline your ear incline your ear to what the holy spirit is saying revelation 313 revelation 313 he, he that hath an ear let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches so this is the rima the logos is pay attention attend to what is written now the holy spirit is also speaking the holy spirit is saying something he's speaking on daily basis incline your ears listen pay attention to what the spirit is saying and somebody said you know what i just read my bible great but after reading your Bible, the Spirit is saying something. And you got to pay attention to what you just read. But you also have to incline your ears to what the Spirit is saying. The Bible said, my sheep, they know my voice. And a stranger's voice they will not follow. Do you know the voice of the Holy Spirit? Do you know the voice of your spirit? Do you know the difference between the voice of your spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit, and the voice of a stranger? Our Christianity is weak because we don't practice our faith. Let's go ahead quickly. Mark 11. Mark 11 and 23. For verily I say unto you, the whosoever shall say unto this mountain, 
be thou removed. Whosoever shall say, whosoever shall say, whosoever shall say, go ahead. Number Unto one. this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, mm -hmm. and shall not doubt in his heart, mm -hmm. but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. Number God. two saying, number two saying, go ahead. He shall receive whatsoever he saith. Number three, whosoever shall whosoever shall say whosoever shall say and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that what things soever he will say shall come to pass he shall receive what he, he shall receive he shall receive whatsoever he say he shall come with me to the book of Romans 10:17 so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So every one of us have a measure of faith. Some people say, you know me, I don't have faith. Our Bishop has faith. Bishop Oboda has faith. Hey, Bishop James has great faith. Bishop, Bishop Nyaku has a mighty faith. Everybody has a measure of faith. It's what you do with the measure of faith you have and what you do with the word that determines whether you have strong faith, great faith, or a little faith or a weak faith if you feed your faith by acting on the word and practicing the word your faith will be strong strong in the face of adversity strong to quench fiery darts you can stand and defy the powers of evil if you feed your faith but you know what the problem is everybody has a measure of faith but we don't pay attention we don't feed our faith we feed our minds we develop and we build our minds, our intellect with knowledge, information. We practice and do exercises and we eat well and we sleep and we rest. And we build our bodies. But we don't build the faith. We don't train our faith. So the faith is weak, is anemic. It can't stand the test of time. What are you doing with the measure of faith you have? You cannot mind the faith of others. You cannot mind my faith. But it's because I pay attention. And it's hard work. If anybody tells you Christianity is easy, it's not true. And that's why a lot of people don't want to be Christians. And when I say Christians, they don't want to be believers. I'm not talking about people who are Christians because they were born into the church and they go to church Easter Friday or Easter Sunday or Christmas service. No, I'm talking about believers on daily basis, practicing the word of God on daily basis. Hallelujah. Come with me to Romans 10, 8 to 10. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you can believe, but until you confess, you are not saved. You can believe, and until you confess, you are not delivered. And the Bible said, even the demons believe and tremble. So believing is not enough. Believing and not practicing your belief, or giving expression to your belief and your faith, takes you nowhere. 
And if you want to see the power of God and the glory of God in your life, church, we have to practice the word. We got to be doers of the word and not hearers only. When you live here today, you got to practice everything you are hearing because you deceive yourself when you keep hearing and you don't act on the word and you don't practice the word, you deceive yourself. You become a hypocrite. And you are not a hypocrite. You are a child of God. Joshua 1.8 The Amplified Version says, This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. You see, I, I think there's a great misunderstanding and an error when it comes to the word meditation. Because the word meditation coming from the Hebrew scriptures or script translated uh, into the language we speak, Greek, and then into English, it means to matter, to matter from the Greek. And the word matter means to confess. Meditation means to confess. So these believe that to meditate means to shut everything and close your eyes and focus on something and just imagine things. You are opening yourself up for demons. That is trans-meditation. Meditation is to matter and to matter means to speak the word to yourself over and over and over and over again. So what does that mean to speak the word of, of God to yourself? What does that mean to meditate? And this is it. It is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. Psalm 91 verse 7. It is written. A thousand shall fall on my side and ten thousand on my right hand. It shall not come near me. A thousand shall fall. A thousand shall fall, and ten thousand by my right hand, it shall not come near me. Let a thousand fall, let ten thousand of my adversaries and those who devise my, let them fall according to the scriptures, according as it is written. Let them fall, let them stumble, let them fall and become as chaff before the wind. Yea, yea, let them be as smoke before the wind. Angel of the Lord, chase them, persecute them, drive them from the land of the living into a desolate land. You begin to confess the word that is meditation speaking the word over and over again practicing the word being a doer of the word not just hearing it and do nothing about it just hearing and not practicing and not confessing is not meditation and you can't do according to all that is written and have good success and prosper if you don't meditate and to meditate is not to shut your mouth and focus on something Focus, close your eyes. See yourself in a beautiful garden, greens, deep sea blue. It's all hallelujah. I didn't say anything. It sounds great, but it's not meditation based on scripture. Biblical meditation is confessing the word. To matter is confess the word to yourself over and over and over and over and over again till it becomes a reality. 
And what happens when you confess the word? You put God in remembrance. Isaiah 43, 25 and 26. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions mm -hmm. for my own sake and will not remember thy sins. You see, this is God saying, he said, you know something? I know you, you are my kids. I know how you fall and fool around every now and then. But God said, you know something? For my own sake, for my name's sake, because you are my kids, I'm going to take care of this, your iniquity and your transgression and your bad attitude. I'll take care of it for my own sake. I'll cleanse you. I'll forgive you of all your iniquity and heal all your diseases. Psalm 103. But then look at verse 26. Put me in remembrance. He said, you must put me in remembrance. Why? Because the accuser will bring it up to make you feel guilty bad every now and then. So you got to put me in remembrance. How do you put me in remembrance? Look at it. Let us plead together. Plead together. Declare thou that How thou do we plead together? How do you put me in remembrance? We, you De declare it. You declare what God said that my transgression, sin and iniquities are forgiven and pardoned. You put him in remembrance. How? By declaring it. And then what happens when you declare? Look. Thou may be justified. We are only justified when we declare and confess what the word says. Now, with the heart man believes, with the mouth confession is made to deliverance, justification. So, you believe with your heart. You confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart. And therefore, your confession is the true expression of what you believe and what your faith is. So if you don't confess, you don't believe what you believe. Amen? Amen. Okay, look at Matthew 12, 37. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, uh -huh. and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. So you go back to Isaiah 53 and 43, and you look at the 26 verse, he said, Declare thou that thou mayest be warned. Justified. You come to Matthew 12, 37. What does he say? He said, by the declaration of your words or your confession, you are justified or you are condemned. Now go to Numbers. Numbers 14, 28. Numbers 14, 28. Say, say unto, unto them, as truly as I live, saith uh -huh. the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. So what is God saying here? If you connect this to the two scriptures we just read from, you see something here that is very scary. And I said to you that con your confession is the true expression of your faith or your belief. And what you confess and what you say determines the outcome of your life. Three million, three million people came out of bondage. After 430 years, God remembered their fathers brought them out of the land of bondage when they cried out to Adonai and God said I've come and I've heard your cry and I remembered my covenant with your fathers please serve God please so serve God that when you're gone God will remember your covenant with him how you help his church how you build the church how you build churches you help to save souls you supported Christian television you did things for his church and humanity that God will remember your works and your covenant with him and will help your children out of trouble he said I've come heard your cry remembered my covenant with your father Abraham Isaac and of Jacob and I've come to set you free and after 400 and 
30 years God brought them out of bondage 3 million people gave them a land called the land of Canaan flowing with milk and honey 12 men were sent to go spy the land and two came back and said everything God said is true we are well able we're going to take the land if God be for us who can be against us, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And 12 came back and said, we can't take the land. There are giants in the land. Do you see what's going to have you heard? This Delta variant is the most dangerous one. Very dangerous. People are living their lives in fear. We are not changing. We are not changing. Bishop, please get me some water for my bath. We are not changing. There's still no revival. When you watch CNN and you see so many places across the world, you see the beaches are full and packed. Thank you, sir. The beaches are full and packed with people all over the beach they are chilling having a good time yeah but they have forgotten that you know what the world is never going to be like it was ever again it's a new norm <coughs> we have to live our lives but we got to be wise excuse me i got to drink some water Mm. Hallelujah. What is good? <coughs> you know your brain needs about to function. It needs about 80% of water, your brain, the human mind. So I need the water so I can function better. Amen. Drinking water is part of practicing. Amen. 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 Yeah, I'm practicing. But it's important for us to understand and appreciate that if we hear the word and we don't practice the word, we deceive ourselves. You never see result in your Christian work and your Christian life if you are just a hearer of the word and not a doer. And to do the word will cost you something. It will cost you. I was telling somebody, I said, if anybody tells you Christianity is easy, they fooled you. Christianity is not easy. It's hard work. It's hard work. You work at it, and you keep working at it, and you never stop working at it till the day we check out. It's a relationship. And every relationship is expensive. Relationship is an investment. I was telling them at the first service, I always tell my kids, and I said, be relational than transactional. Be relational than transactional. A lot of people with money and power and in politics are more transactional than relationships. People are more relational when they don't have anything. But as soon as they become something, as soon as they have some power and influence and deep pocket and money and relevance, they become transactional. They start thinking, what do I get if I return this guy's call? What value does this person bring to me? I know people who used to call me. 
for prayers and they used to come see me when they had nothing and they were nobody suddenly they've become somebody they are big people now all over the world and you call them just to even say hi to them they don't return your call and sometimes i see them and say hey you you don't you don't return calls anymore he say papa you know pray for me pray for me I, i'm very busy you know this way i'm busy and i laugh you are busy a time is going to come when <laughs> you realize that being busy don't take anybody anywhere and you realize that the people you never had time for and the relationships you never build you're going to need it one of these days and it's not just about you also especially if you have children you have to be relational because relationship is the tree upon which money grows and is the tree upon which longevity grows but relationship is expensive i remember when i was young and growing up and i had some issues with my mom and she took me to a juvenile court and said send him to the boston institute for him to learn something foolish boy and they took me to the juvenile court and the judge was known by one justice anansi and justice anansi and my dad were lodge members they went to the same lodge and so when he saw my name nicholas duncan williams he said what is this young man doing here are you the son of the politician and i said yes sir but i don't know him i haven't seen him before and he said remind him summons his father to come here so for the first time i saw my dad at court at juvenile court and when he came in justice anansi said mr duncan williams what is your son doing here then he said ask the mother then my mother said don't mind that foolish man then they started fighting and the judge said to the two lawyers hold your clients in check lest i charge them contempt of court and I said, wow, this man looks just like me. That was the first time I saw my dad. But you know why? I wasn't sent to the juvenile institute, whatever the name of that place is, was because the judge had a relationship with my father. And so when he saw the name, he said, is that not the son of the politician? Send him back, remind him, summons the father to come here. When you have kids, when you have children, you have to be very, very careful how you treat others. You have to be very careful how you treat the children of others. You have to be very careful how you use power, how you use money, how you use relevance, because you never know when any of your children or your grandchildren may be in trouble and the good you do to somebody today may pay off thousands, months, years, and days to come. Sometimes my children say, Dad, Dad, you are too forgiving. You are too forgiving. And I said, no, I'm not too forgiving. God is too forgiving. But I said, you know why? I learned to overlook people's mistake and fault because I have children. And I never know when any of my children will need mercy. And so I'm going to show mercy so that my children will obtain mercy. Because I never know when any of my loved ones may need help and may need mercy so when you have power and you have deep pockets and connection and influence to do good or evil please do good because you never know when anyone that concerns you will need the good you do to somebody and the only thing that overcomes evil is good that's the only thing
overcoming evil with good. God is good. And his mercies endure us forever. It's only good that overcomes evil. Please do good. Amen. Bishop, let's finish. Where are we? Genesis. Let's look at Genesis 1-3. Genesis 1-3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said. And God said. Whosoever shall say. Whosoever shall say. And believe in his heart. And not doubt. That the things that he says shall what? Shall what? Whatsoever he saith shall what? Come to pass. Whosoever shall say. And God said. Let there be light and there was light. So if you go back to Numbers 14. You see. Three million people, ten came back and poisoned the people. And hear me, majority is not always right. Thank you. I'm telling you. Majority is not always right. And listen, as much as I believe in democracy, it's a good thing, it's a right thing. It gives people the right to make their own decision and choice. The bottom line is that many a times people don't even know the right from the wrong. And most times people choose, you know. When we were setting up the executive council recently, I just chose one person and the rest I told them they should choose. And I told them I'm watching. And I was amazed how they selected their people and I said, whatever your choice is, it's fine, I'm fine with it. You to do something, I said, it's your choice. And I noted it and I said, you see, when you leave people without guidance, a lot of people lack direction and understanding and so as much as democracy is great people have to be well educated and guided because sometimes people left on their own they can cast away restraint and they can cede their rights and privileges for crumbs and for nothing and endanger the next generation but i pray that it won't be so in your time in our time because these are defining moments in all of our lives every day of our lives from 2020 since this coronavirus invaded this world every day is a choice between faith and fear it's a choice we make daily whether you're going to walk with God or walk with feelings or your emotions and whether you're going to go back to that kind of a lifestyle you led before or you're going to say God I'm sorry for the past, but in going forward, help me. Help me to do right by you, by everyone that I care about, and by generations yet unborn. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. First Samuel 17, 43 to 46. And the Philistines said unto David. And the Philistines said. And the Philistines said. And the Philistines said. Go ahead. Am I a dog uh -huh. that thou comest to me with staffs? And the Philistine cares David what, what by is, his God. What is quickly, quickly? Please understand that the Philistine didn't throw bows and arrows. He didn't release intercontinental ballistic missiles. He didn't apply his sword. He didn't use his spear. Before acting, before deploying his sword, the first thing he did was to say. After saying, he invoked curses to the gods of the Philistines against David. 
The battle is the battle of words. It's a battle of words. Go ahead. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Mm -hmm. And the Philistines said to David. And the Philistines said to David. And the Philistines said to David. Second time of saying to David. He was determining the outcome of the battle. He predicted the outcome of the battle. He said, David, let me tell you something. I'm not a kid. I'm a giant. I have a sword, a spear, and weapons. But I know that the battle is not by might not by power i know how the battle of life is warm i understand the rules of engagement i'm taking it out of the natural into the supernatural i'm moving from the emotions and from reasoning and logic and philosophy into the realm of the spirit and i'm making a statement and i'm determining the outcome of this battle let me tell you how this going this thing is going to turn out i declare that whatever it is that you are dealing with let the outcome be favorable let the outcome be in your favor. If you believe it, put your hands together and say yes, yes, yes. Hear me. I command a divine and a favorable outcome with your medical results. With your medical report and examination. Let no demon or power project anything into the outcome of your medical result. We block any negativity. We block any demonic projection and manipulation in the name of Jesus. Of your medical results go ahead come to me and i will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air uh -huh. and to the beasts of the field uh -huh. then said david to the first said david then said david then said david then said david you see david understood he understood the rules of engagement he said okay you have spoken it's my turn to speak. You determine the outcome of the battle. You have already determined my end and how my circumstances and the outcome of it will be. That is your prediction. Wait a minute. It's not yet over. And David said, you come to me with a spear. You come to me with a sword, but I come in the name of Adonai. I come in the name of Yahweh, the God of the armies of Israel. And let me predict the outcome of this battle. You have spoken. It's my turn. It's my defining moment. And I make an announcement. And I call upon heaven and earth to witness this announcement. That I will have the upper hand at the end of the day. That at the end of the day, I'll be the winner and not the loser. At the end of the day, I will see your demise and your end. And I'll still be here, alive, in good health. Tola kufasant. Filei tuku wala hasant. Delei tukum pasan. Da wahandu luki pahandi asata. Ukustu wahasita hans. Akele tukusun tu palahasi. I take away the potency of your declarations. I take away the potency of your words by the superior powers of the blood of the Lamb. I override the potency and the defenses. Kadusa Mahandus that you lean upon. You know, the two spies said something so powerful. They said, 
their defenses have departed from them today as we live here let the defenses of those who devise our head depart from them let them become defenseless politically financially spiritually materially home and abroad i command them to be defenseless right so this day will the lord deliver thee into mine hand yeah and i will smite thee and take thine head from thee and i will give the carcasses of the host of the philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a god in israel and it was exactly what david said the outcome was exactly what david said the philistines wrote his prescription for david david counted the philistine prescription with his own prescription so it was prescriptions of words hello and david said and the philistine said and david said look at mark mark chapter 5 verse 28 for she said for she said for she said for she said again for she said everybody for she said she said go ahead if i may touch but his clothes mm -hmm. i shall be whole verse 34 and he said unto her daughter thy faith hath made thee whole go in peace and be whole of thy plague you see for she said and she acted upon what she said she acted on her faith. She practiced her faith. Then Jesus said, Virtue has left me. Power left me. Somebody touched me by faith. Peter said, Master, 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 you're reacting. You're surrounded by all of us. We are all touching you. Jesus said, You don't get it, Peter. This is not just a touch. This touch is a touch of faith. This touch is a serious one. It's a touch of faith. And Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. What was the faith in this instant? Your confession is a true reflection of your faith. What you say determines the outcome of your life. But and for she said, Touch, God healed. Jesus said, Woman, your faith. What was her faith? Confession of what she believed. That if I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Why? Because the power dwells at the hem of the garment. For the oil flows from the top of the head of Aaron down, 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 down. To where? To the hem of the garment. So she said, I know where power is. If I touch where power is and I connect my faith, I'll be made whole. She said it. She acted. Jesus said, your confession has made you whole. You know, time is up. I'll give you one more scripture. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. We have the same spirit of faith. Uh -huh. According as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. You see, we. He didn't say I. He said we having the same spirit of faith. Tell somebody, you have the same spirit of faith. You have the same spirit of faith. You have the same spirit of faith. You have a measure of faith. Everybody has a measure of faith. But you know what the problem is? 
we pay attention to everything get distracted about food and money and material things and business and everything and we have no time to feed our faith and to feed our spirit look at the hours of time women spend in the beauty saloon three hours four hours five six hours in the beauty saloon working on their hand their nails and their face and having body massages and doing everything paying attention to that which don't matter and spend no time in feeding their spirit and their faith have no time for the word and this sunday christianity is not going to benefit you such a matter of time if you are a christian that just come to church on sunday morning and think after that you are good and you live the rest of the life the way you please the rest of the time as you please do whatever you want to do and Sunday just come in here sit down for one hour get some praise and worship and some word in and you think you've made it you are joking it's just a matter of time you will face a crisis and a situation and you cry out and no help comes remember when I live in America was this lady she used to be in the church they were really struggling too much prayer and faith she got this good job making six figures she became so busy, never came to church anymore until Sundays. And after a while, she stopped coming to Sunday service. And one time there was a crisis in the family, and I was told, so I went with some of the pastors to go see her. As soon as she saw me, started crying, say, Papa, Papa, where is my God? Where is my God? Where is my God? And I almost said, you hypocrite. And I just knew that, hey, that wasn't Christian, so I just held my peace and I said repent Archbishop repent you stop it but she never practiced the word she never came to church she stopped tithing she stopped helping she stopped doing anything for the church and she just became so busy buying properties making money having no time for God and for her spirit she wasn't feeding her faith and she faced a crisis and she didn't handle it well she didn't handle it well and something that shouldn't have happened happened and now she's saying where is my God where is my God our God reigns he's always there listen you can have money and go to a restaurant and smell food and if you don't order the food and release that money you can starve and die and still have money. And that is what faith is all about. That is what belief is all about. You can believe, you can have faith, but if you don't release your faith by practicing the word, what is written, and your faith, you can become spiritually anemic and give the enemy the power to ride over your head. But I pray that in the name of Jesus, you from this day begin to practice the word. In the name of Jesus, that you will exercise your spirit and exercise your faith. And you start paying attention to scripture and stop telling me it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. Everything is hard. My coach is here, she'll tell you, exercising is hard. It's tough. It's hard. I've been dodging there for some time now because of my new schedule and she don't play she gonna whack you when she moves in there and sometimes she's okay we have five more minutes 
and then five more minutes become ten more minutes and ten more minutes become fifteen minutes I say coach this is not fair and she kept saying I said look at this look at this little small lady working me big man like that she don't look at my face at all and she she doesn't mind me and I swear and I sweat when I finish it's okay a little this and then I, I say to myself why is she working me like that why nothing is easy nothing is easy in this life and it's dangerous to give up when it comes to practicing your faith and the word of God and allowing other things to prevail you know what time is fast spent I gotta let you go for now but till I see you on Wednesday or Friday or next week Sunday please practice the word be a doer of the word and not a hearer of the word only deceiving yourself stand on your feet please we know that you were blessed by that message and we look forward to sharing God's word with you once again for more information on this and many other Action Chapel International products and messages, you may visit our Dominion Bookshop located on the premises of Action Chapel, Spintex Road. Or you may call our offices on 030-701-1851. Or you may also visit us online at www.actionchapel.net. Once again, thank you for joining us today. And may your life continue to be changed in God's presence.